0: You're listening to the Astrophotography Podcast. Hello, everyone, welcome back to the Astrophotography Podcast. My name is Steve from Ontario Telescope and Accessories. And with me, and it's been a while, and I know everyone's going to be really excited, right? the reg- our regular guest. Trevor Jones, Trevor Jones. from
1: Master Backyard. I'm
0: there back. we go. Hey, Trevor, how you doing?
1: I'm doing really well, man. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing really well. I know you've been really busy. You have had so much exciting stuff happen uh, to you in the past six, seven, eight, nine months, uh, following you on uh, uh, Facebook and on YouTube, Um you just did a commercial for Asus. You've been traveling into the U.S., um, working with uh, – doing stuff with OPT, which, which I watched as well, which was really cool because there was other astrophotographers there too, right? It was like a, like a collective of astrophotography
1: greatness sitting uh, no, there on oh, that couch, wasn't it? I, or maybe – Oh, missed... yeah, yeah. No, there was. Yeah. There was uh, Travis Burke who uh, was an amazing uh, Nat Geo photographer yep. and Cat Machen who was uh, a space artist. So yeah, but uh, man, you've really been paying attention. You uh, when you sum it all up like that, it sounds like I did accomplish a lot in the last few months. Well, dude, we're friends, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, but um,
0: yeah, it's been uh, it's been uh, interesting past few months. Anyways, I, I hope everyone that's listening is listening to this safely, and is in good health, and that uh, uh, the rest of your family and friends are in good health as well. Uh, hopefully, we can get through this uh, pandemic issue. Um, Sooner than later, uh, and um, you know, luckily in the realm of astronomy and astrophotography, it's something that we can do uh, while social distanced because you don't want to have people around your rig anyways to potentially do something. So, um, I, I guess we're lucky in that regard. Um, so again, hope everyone is doing well, uh, Trevor. Okay, the past six months, give me a, a rundown. What have you been doing? Because I've named a few things, but I know there's a lot more, and I'm sure people have been listening and probably think, well, there's this, and there's this, and there's this. But let's hear it from you
1: Wow so how long has it been it's let like you said about six months
0: oh I say longer because I think the last one that you and I recorded together um, that I, I ended up really screwing up on the editing room uh, I never even published was back in like September October after you came back from Cherry Springs
1: holy smokes yeah that yeah. has been a while and, and a lot has happened since um, so just on the the YouTube front because that's you know how a lot of people know me um YouTube's done really well. Like it's it's kind of exploded over the last six months to now. I just hit 150,000 subscribers, which is uh, right on pace for, for my goal this year of hitting 200K, which is super exciting. And um, I feel like that's really something that uh, the, the, the subscribers to the channel um, can get excited about with me because they're obviously a big part of that. So that's exciting for us to have this little niche Hobby astrophotography channel get so big. Um, it's all relative, of course. Like some people would consider that small, but still for us it's big. Um, so when you hit the hundred thousand subscriber mark, you get the plaque from YouTube. I saw uh, that. And that, that and that was like like um, you know for for people that don't know, they're like oh you know it's it's a plaque. What do you do? But for someone that really works on YouTube and really you know tries hard on YouTube, that 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 plaque means a lot. So it's hanging on the wall behind me now. And I'm sure, like, when, I'm I think sure. Of, when I think of what in the last six months that, uh, you know, that stands out, that was a really big one.
0: Yeah. That, 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 that was really, really cool. Um, I, I'm pretty sh- sure the smile on your face made all the muscles around your cheeks extremely sore. Uh, when I saw the picture of you holding that up, um, right. But, so you yeah, I had
1: a sore probably, face for a while after that. Yeah. I
0: probably had to, had to recover after that one. Oh, that's super cool, man. I'm really happy for you. I really am. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if people really know this, like Trevor and I go back, um, that like four years, I think 2016 around that time, yep. you yep. and I started working, um, together and doing some stuff and, uh, uh, you know, we became friends, um, uh, uh over, over that time as well. We, we've hung out, we've gone to Neath nice, uh, a few times, um, too bad things didn't work out this year, but, uh, yeah, we, we've done that and, uh, uh, you know, for, as, a as, um, as a friend I was super super excited for you to, to see that and uh, uh, I think it's just a, a testament of the, the hard work that you do and everyone else will probably agree with me um, but uh, yeah you've, you've had a lot of uh, a lot of other things going on projects and such tell, tell us about your latest project now and uh, what people can expect
1: okay so so now uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, monochrome imaging with a CCD camera, the Starlight Express 694, and I know you've actually, you have that camera, right, Steve?
0: I do. I love that camera.
1: It's Isn't it incredible? So my, my first experience with a Starlight Express imaging camera, and it's, uh, it's it's a very, very positive experience. So I've been shooting a lot of um, narrowband imaging um, with that camera and the Skywatcher Esprit 150 refractor. So big refractor on the EQ8R Pro, and what's so fun about it for me is that it's such a different system from what I was used to, uh, shooting DSLRs and one-shot color cameras on smaller refractors. So the, f- the magnification has changed, the focal length has changed, the, the imaging style has changed, so I feel like I'm shooting everything over again for the first time. Right. Um, so the types of projects I get to work on are much different because the smaller stuff isn't so small anymore, um, so I've been just having a heyday with that system, um, trying to just you know up my game for the quality of pictures that I'm taking. That's, that's what I've been doing.
0: I, I can say the same thing with with uh, uh, mine as well. You still there? I, I can say the same thing with mine as well. So I was talking into mute. Um, <laughs> 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 I can say the same thing with mine as well. Uh, uh, my camera. Uh, I, I'm doing redoing targets again. Uh, I've been so this past. The, I don't know about you. I know you've been complaining about the weather. We were talking the other day, um, but I have I've had clear skies all week, all last week, and the weather looks good for next. So um, uh, every night, my uh, my my uh, telescope system's been doing uh, overtime, and uh, I, I have some new toys on there too. But um, I yeah I can say I've been redoing a lot of targets and noticing the difference with that camera. There's this, there is a um, and this was hammered into me. By several CCD manufacturers actually make CCD cameras Um, the difference between CMOS and CCD the smoothness difference the um, less noise um, easier to calibrate um, just just amazing so I've been redoing the elephant trunk and hydrogen alpha the crescent wizard um, pac-man those have been the four that I'm working on for the past few weeks Mm. and the, the the elephant trunk was the, the biggest one for me um, to see that sub come in. I've been doing 15 minute subs with it, and mm-hmm. when that comes in, it's like holy smokes! Like I don't need to do anything else. Like why am I collecting anymore? I ended up doing like six hours on it in total, um, and then uh, when it comes up, when it stacks up, I'm like wow, that just absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, so yeah, I, I know what you mean by redoing a lot of your past targets with, with a different camera and a different rig. Um, I, I set up, a, a new rig myself and, uh, uh, playing with different focal lengths. Uh, I've actually gone to a shorter focal length, um, from before. So I'm getting a wider field of view and getting more of the overall nebula. But, um, uh, you know, we have some, now we're getting into nebula season the Milky way is starting to, to show Itself again after uh, a long, harsh winter that we had, um, mm-hmm. and galaxy season is come and gone. Um, although I didn't get to enjoy most of it because of the weather. Again, what uh, what targets? What targets would you start to suggest to people now? Like, what is a good one to start putting into your your planner to do now?
1: Well, it's funny to to hear the targets that you've been shooting because it says a lot about your your sky window in your backyard and where you have a good view. Cause yeah. Everything you mentioned was in that northeast uh, area, which is yes. for a lot of people. That's you know, that, and that's the case in my area too. So I've been shooting the elephant trunk and all that stuff. Those circumpolar uh, objects are always nice, right? Because uh, they're circling around Polaris. So at our at our latitude, anyway, we get them for most of the year, which is always nice because you can really pile on the exposure time. So right. as for targets, right now on July fourth, Happy Independence Day, everybody. Um, the the targets that I would focus on right now, um, especially because I know there's a lot of you that are it's kind of a similar latitude as we are, even if you're just along the um, even farther south end of the states, you want to shoot into Sagittarius and get the most out of those areas if you have a clear view because it sits quite low. And uh, so you might have obstruction trees, houses. Um, But that stuff is not going to be around for long, so I think for the month of July, especially when the new moon comes around, I would focus on stuff like the the Triffid and the Lagoon, uh, and even a little bit higher up is the Omega Nebula Nebula and the Eagle Nebula, that stuff, because it's a very short window we get with that, as opposed to Cygnus, which is also very tempting, so many great objects there. We get that uh, that'll last a little bit longer and it's a little higher in the sky, so you can still shoot that in September. Whereas this stuff that's really low, uh, we only have like two and a half months. So I go yeah. for that.
0: So in a couple of weeks, I'm actually heading up north um, on a on a imaging trip uh, on New Moon, and I'm planning well, hopefully if my new mount shows up, um, I'm I'm planning to shoot in the uh, in the south um, and to go after the Trifid's my big target for Nice. Uh, for the uh, for that trip and uh, the lagoon if I can fit it in I really really want to do the eagle nebula I've never done that I've never never imaged mm. it. I've done a wide field where I've got the eagle and the swan, and that's that turned out really good um uh, so that that's my that's my plan for uh, uh for my next trip um a good what, plan. yeah what do you think um, you know people should be should be uh considering then you know should they be you know if they're going okay. to be doing something like that like shooting it to the south would you recommend you know one shot color uh a good time to try out mono uh what what would you recommend Trevor for for people to uh, uh to, to use
1: That's an excellent question because there are challenges that come along with that because when you're shooting low if you're in the city, uh, you know, in, say my location, when I shoot south, I'm shooting right into the light dome of the city. So, you know, even though those targets are there, they're in the worst possible spot. So, if you're shooting with a one-shot color camera or a DSLR, uh, you'll definitely need a light pollution filter. Um, if unless you're under dark skies, because the gradients are going to be absolutely terrible, it's just going to be bright at the bottom and just rising through your image, which isn't the you know end of the world. You can process it out, uh, but it becomes very difficult and time-consuming if it's a if it's a huge problem. So, avoiding those harsh gradients and in vignetting as well in mm-hmm. your exposures uh, to start with will really help you uh, when you do get to the processing. So. Um, I would say that, you know, you need to choose a light pollution filter that's suited for your skies, depending on the type of light pollution you have, and I, I've been saying that for a while. Um, the other thing is, you might want to look into some of the, like, dual bandpass narrow-band filters, uh, right. because a lot of the objects I mentioned are R emission nebulae, so something like the Optolong l Enhance or the Triad Ultra, the stuff that uh, captures the HA, but a little bit of O3 in color as well. Those can do a really magical job of separating those nebulae from the sky. Then the challenge in processing becomes kind of normalizing the color of the stars and stuff because, you know, straight out of the camera, you you get this kind of um, magenta-looking image, which are beautiful in their own right, but uh, to tweak those colors, you're really going to have to work at it. Best-case scenario, though, you're going on a trip like Steve and you have under darker skies then you can shoot with a much milder, like say broadband filter, use your one shot color camera and sure. just get the really gorgeous pictures with nice varying star colors and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, the option too is, you know, you do the, uh, uh, if you have the opportunity to get into the darkest skies, you use a broadband filter, um, mm-hmm. get that nice RGB, um, image. And then when you're not so dark skies using a, a dual band filter, Um, or a tri-band filter, get those narrow band lines, and blend them.
1: That's right, yeah. Right,
0: and and really fill in, And you know, I think an excellent target for that, if you have the focal length to really make it pop, um, M27, the Dumbbell Nugula. Because I found that always to be a target that works really well in RGB, and there's a beautiful hydrogen alpha uh, and O3 shell around it as well that you can capture, plus all the other dust. If you will, right? I think that's a yep. beautiful target, and it's nice and bright, and you can get it in um, uh, usually within suburban or city limits um, because because it is bright and it gets up nice and high right now too, so it's almost perfect. So
1: it, it really is.
0: Yeah, it, it, I think it's an. I have actually customers that call me up, say, "What can I shoot?" And that's my first go-to. <laughs> like, if you can shoot this, um, then you're, you're you're well off the road because you're going to get good results really quick. Um, and, and like that instant gratification, you see it pop up on your screen. And go, wow, there it is. But you need the focal length because it's a small, it's a small uh, scope. That's a scope it. Sorry, yeah, small object. It yeah.
1: Yeah, it could be yeah. smaller. It's not as small as, as the Ring Nebula, but uh, you know, it's still yeah. To really dig in there, you need some focal length.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What um. So what new toys you got? We haven't talked in a while. What new toys have you got? Oh. There's a few things. Um, so the big one, the, the you know, huge shift from what I normally play with, the Edge 11 uh, SCT, the Celestron. Yeah, yeah, So that, I mean, you want to talk about a whole new world of, of focal length. That's at 2,800 millimeters, uh, but I, I do have the 0.7 reducer on there to bring it back to a modest 2,000. Yep. And uh, so I've, I haven't used it a lot for, for Nebulae. I've used it for Planetary. And I did a star cluster with it. Um, I'm just waiting on um, some Losmandy um, clamps to hold my a larger guide scope on top because once you get to those focal lengths, um, yeah, a, a mini guide scope isn't cutting it anymore. And I put that to the test, and it just wasn't cutting it. I couldn't go past say 60 seconds without some slight trailing at that focal yeah. length, even with a really great polar alignment.
0: Well, you know, um, that's a good point because when you you need to really match match your equipment up. Um, properly, you can't use small guide scopes on long focal length uh, telescopes. Um, a lot of people also use off-axis guiding when it comes to long focal length um, SCTs and, and RCs. And you get that, uh, um, uh, that that adapter on the back, and you put your guide camera in it. Uh, you generally need a guide camera though with with a larger chip to really really get the uh, the true benefits of it. But now you're guiding at the same focal length that you're imaging at, and uh, actually makes life a lot easier uh, to guide. Just like you said, you couldn't get more than sixty seconds. That, you know, you might as well not even bother guiding at that point if you're only getting, <laughs> getting sixty-second exposures, right? And
1: that's what I—that's what I ended up doing, just going unguided uh, yeah. and shooting something super bright. But uh, right. of course, uh, I want to do more.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, that's really cool. I got a new mount.
1: You got a new mount. That's a new toy.
0: I got a new mount. Yeah, I, I um, I, I uh, <laughs> ended up I sold off everything, um, uh, that I had. Cleaned house. I pretty much I kept one. Uh, I no oh, two. I kept my little uh my little tracking mount. Um, probably never get rid of that uh little tracking mount that I have. But yeah. I have uh, I bought the uh, new Rainbow Astro, RST oh. 300, um, which which is uh an insane mount. Um. And uh, it was more than my first car, <laughs> right? So I'm still wondering Which was, what, what I you, did. What was your first car? Oh, my first car? car. My first car was a Nissan 240SX, 1990. Oh, I think I knew that. Yeah. That's a in, pretty
1: decent first car.
0: Yeah, in a, a, a off white with a black roof. And uh, I had a stereo system that you can hear me coming a mile away. But it sounded really good. And a muffler to match. But not one of those, like, really crazy loud mufflers, like a properly sounding muffler. Um, with a nice grumble to it. Oh, I can keep I'll going about my car. <laughs> that, yeah. That's uh, that's another podcast in itself. But yeah, nice um, yeah, yeah, but it was good memories. The uh, um, This is, I think, the perfect mount for me because I have a really bad habit of of forgetting my counterweights at home. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and these mounts, it's a harmonic drive. It doesn't require uh, a counterweight. The uses actually an older technology. Um, and it's the same technology that's used in robots. Like the type of robots you use to build cars, right? Um, it's the same type. It actually kind of has uh, that
1: look. I've seen in the yeah. you know modern factories of them on putting together cars, and yeah. actually that mount kind of has that look.
0: Well, it's made by Rainbow Robotics,
1: right? And they
0: de- they decided they were going to make a mount, and they they've made a few. They made some older. Their older ones were equatorial style, and then they went into the harmonic um, uh, harmonic drive systems with uh, their other mounts. So they have the smaller RST 135, uh, mm-hmm. beautiful little mount. Um, what I like about that mount, you can throw it in your backpack and have a really sturdy camera tripod and and go, right? Um, Professional-type sturdy portable tripod, um, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And then they have this monster mount afterwards, the RST-300. So I'm really excited to get that. Um, hopefully that shows up. I, I bought it. It's on order. It's on its way. Uh, I got half of it showed up yesterday, and the other half should hopefully show up on Monday. Um, that's so torturous knowing that it's, it's it's there but you can't have it well um, it's
1: there and it's clear but you can't use it
0: yeah but but luckily i still have i still have another rig that's going and uh doing some work there i tell you though if we didn't have narrowband filters i'd be in trouble uh, especially now with the full moon going on it's uh um uh it, being able to get a lot more work done with, oh, uh, absolutely. With yeah. yeah. It, you know, yeah. as
1: soon as you, you get into the narrowband world, you, your imaging time doubles because you're shooting right through the full moon. And actually, speaking of the moon, there's a, a penumbral lunar eclipse tonight. So just a That's slight right. shadow on it, but uh, yeah. visible from here. And, you know, I'll I'll check that out. I can't remember exactly what time it happens. Do you know offhand?
0: No. Oh, no, I don't. I, I totally forgot but, about it. I thought it was next week. I would have completely yeah, missed it. Yeah, no, which, uh, which doesn't make sense because it's no full moon next week.
1: <laughs> <You> exactly. <know. laughs> I saw someone on Twitter say it's it's a partial lunar eclipse and a full moon tonight. I'm like, yeah. Wow! Imagine them both on the same night. Yeah. Oh well.
0: But uh, dude, I'm really glad that you're uh, you're doing well, and and uh, we haven't had a chance to uh, to do this in a while. Um, uh, we need to do it more often, and uh, uh, you know, hear more about your adventures. I was really um really uh happy to see that. Things have really blossomed, if that's the word for you, or taken off for you. I think taken off right. is probably a better word in our industry.
1: I, you know, I really appreciate that. And you mentioned uh, just real quick that Acer commercial. So that was something obviously totally different than, than I've ever done, a brand that's outside of our niche hobby, hobby of astrophotography. Uh, they approached me, which, you know, was surprising to begin with. Uh, and then they've been just so great to work with. Um, they're very cl- transparent and clear about what they wanted. Uh, but the best part of it all was that, you know what, it, it was a clear commercial for this product, something I've never done. I've never been paid to talk about something before. Everything else has just been, you know, I talk about it. And if the, the vendor enjoys it, great. But there's never been any money involved. So right. this, this time was totally different. And I was worried about the reaction from the audience about it. But uh, I was just clear about what it was. And what do you know, everyone was just super excited for me. Uh, and then the response was all positive, so yeah. that really just goes to show like the people really support um, what I'm doing, and uh, that feels really good.
0: No, for sure, and I think uh, I think you deserve it. You've been you've been at it for what seven years now, eight years?
1: Uh, it's more closer to six. Six, okay, six yeah.
0: years, and uh, um, it, it's taken off. And and there's there isn't a day that goes by on Facebook where I don't see somebody saying, well, you gotta check out Astro Backyard. For, for the information you're looking for, or uh, here's a tutorial from Trevor on Astro Backyard. And uh, um, I think you've become a wonderful source of, of knowledge and inspiration for a lot of people um, uh, who are starting out or, or need some kind of help with uh, with what's going on. Um, Trevor, we need to make this a more regular thing to have you back on, because I think a lot of people miss you.
1: Well, I miss doing that. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. We'll we'll do another one very soon. There's there's too much to talk about. We can't catch up in a, a twenty minute podcast for the last six months.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, do you uh, do you know where astronauts leave their spaceships?
1: Oh God, here we go. Uh, oh, wait, I think I've heard this one. Oh, astronauts leave their spaceships where?
0: At the parking meteors.
1: Oh <laughs> <Thank> God. <laughs> oh, that's uh, really bad. Uh, good times, right? Good times. Good. T- of course you had that ready. I should have, I should have known.
0: Uh, Trevor, it's always a pleasure. And uh, thank you for everyone for uh, subscribing and listening in. Uh, be sure to tune in on the next podcast. We'll have uh, some more great information, another special guest as well, or Hey, it might maybe just be me. Um, any, uh, any suggestions, you know, hit me up on the Facebook page and, um, know i'm always welcoming your feedback i love it all thanks for all the support as well trevor it's been a pleasure thanks a lot man appreciate you you, uh, taking the time out and being back on of course man there's guys everyone
1: there's guys